Welcome to Plausible Foolishness. I am one of the two kings of the Rube Empire. You know me. The Ivory Tower. Oh yeah. Uh, the Philosopher King. Oh, most definitely. The Mad Scientist Matt. And I've got a perspective mm-hmm. on things. You do? What of kind course. of perspectives do you have? Uh, the oh, same. Wait, we already know that. Yes, I know <laughs> this. And with me the is Duke. the Kick-Ass Duke. The Duke. The Pedusa. Though, not producing much anymore. Because <laughs> I'm all the way over here, and he's all the way over there. And we are still together. Making plausible foolishness for you rubes. <laughs> so, um... The title of the episode is a Forensic Audit Updates. Yes. We got a few of those. Yep. Uh, Mainly Arizona, but uh, there's news out there about Michigan and Wisconsin, though not great news. No, but, probably uh, not. I'd say the big news surrounding Arizona is that we have a fi- we have a date, a release date, and oh, yeah. a time. Nice. Okay. September 24th. Next Friday. Not the, not tomorrow, but the Friday after the Friday after at 1 okay. p.m. we should be getting three volumes of report. So, pretty much all hell's going to break loose. Hard to say. One way or the one way or the other, all hell's going to break loose. Either nothing yeah, happens and everybody goes, what the heck? Yeah. Or it comes out that uh, there was some pretty shady stuff going on and we all go, what the heck? Yeah. Yeah. So either way, yeah, cause, cause, what the heck? Yeah, that's true because reports up until now have not favored, you know, the Democrats, let's say, right? Or, the, or it hasn't favored the official, um, the official standings of the election results in Maricopa County, Arizona. Yes. Well, there's shady stuff going on even now in California. So who's yeah, to say sure. it wasn't happening months ago, yeah. years ago, all this time? That's why I don't like digital voting. It's too easily hacked. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let me, let me read this article. This is from Yahoo News. Okay. After months of work, the Arizona State Senate announced it will release the report on its long-awaited Maricopa County 2020 election review next week. A representative with the State Senate confirmed to the Washington Examiner that the review of the 2020 election, which included a recount of roughly 2.1 million ballots cast in the county and a forensic inspection of voting machines used in the general election, would be released on September 24th, like we said. Up to three okay. volumes of findings will be presented at 1 p.m. local time during a public hearing on the Senate floor, a chamber spokesperson said. Okay. All right. Now, now the announcement was first made during a Maricopa County Superior Court hearing when an attorney representing the state Senate told the judge that the legislating body plans to release the report before the end of the month. The hearing was held over a public records lawsuit filed by American Oversight, which seeks records related to the audit examined by contractors such as Cyber Ninjas, 
the Florida-based firm hired by Fan to lead the audit process. That lawsuit materialized in late April. I, I believe Fan is the... Yeah, Karen Fan, the Senate president. Right? Yeah. Sounds about right. The Arizona Senate argued those documents were not public record, though multiple courts have ruled in favor of the plaintiffs. So the Senate was like, no, those aren't public record, and the, and the, and the court was like, uh, yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. How are they not? How is if anything state, related to elections, aside from like, what record. each individual person voted, Yeah, not public record? I don't know. On Friday, the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors is slated to respond to a Senate subpoena seeking information on routers belonging to the county, according to an agenda item on the county's webpage. The Senate's request was repeatedly denied earlier this year by county officials warning the provision of routers to auditors could jeopardize the security of law enforcement data. So it's weird. Like, it seems like the Senate's trying to hold back stuff, but then they're also... But then the county officials are also trying to hold stuff from the Senate. And it's like, who, who's, are, who's on whose side? <laughs> right? The um, state's trying to hold back the national, or I, I, I guess yeah. it would be federal. They're trying to hold back the, 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 the findings of the cyber ninjas. Right? Who, who are based in Florida, right? Who are based in Florida. Saying that that's not public record, right? But then the Senate wants um, wants information on rounders belonging to the county, which were used during, you know for the uh, for the electronic for the portion of the of voting. Um, and the county officials are like, no, that could that could jeopardize the security of law enforcement data. Arizona Attorney no, General Mark. Burnovich has said the county is violating state law by not complying with the Senate's request, threatening county county officials to give up the materials or lose its state funding of nearly seven hundred million dollars or forty two percent of the county's budget. And this investigation into the county began in early August. So, I guess the Senate is requesting it on behalf of the Attorney General. Okay. So who's being forced to ask for it so, by this cyber ninjas group? No, the cyber no, this that's com, these are completely separate things. So <laughs> two separate things. Yeah, yeah. well, American Oversight <laughs> okay. filed a public, you know, record suit against the Senate. Okay. To get the the information from what the cyber ninjas did. I think the cyber ninjas have already done their thing. All right. Okay. And so they wanted that data because they thought it should be public record. And the Senate's like, no, that's not public record. And they're doing that. On a separate note, the uh, uh, the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, yeah, is is subpoenaed to give to give information on these routers. Okay. On an investigation into the county by the Attorney General in Arizona. Right. Okay. So the Senate, the Senate is 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 I guess getting that information on behalf of for the Arizona Attorney General, right? Okay. So, uh, 
Um, so about the router, Cypher founder, C-Y-F-I-R, founder Ben Cotton, who is part of the audit team, has said okay. it is critically important to obtain routers owned by the county, insisting they would help clarify specific vulnerabilities he claimed existed in Maricopa's digital election system. Cotton also said the county hasn't updated the antivirus soft software on the election management system since August of 2019. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, That's quite a while not to update. Sure. Especially with antivirus software. Yeah, I usually get those updates about every three months. So, what is that? To election 2020, November. Uh, was that 12 months of no updates? Uh, no, uh, 15 months. It was, 15 it was months. in August of 2019. Oh, wow. Okay. Holy cow. That's, um, well, that's kind of a glaring hole. Mm-hmm. Then the article goes on to say that there's criticism. You know, um, some people are saying it's a political stunt meant to cast down on election integrity. Blah, 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 blah. Well, yeah, um, it's the safe, most secure election yeah. in all of human history. Oh, yeah. And all, although, and then they say Trump and his allies have championed the audit as a means to prove his allegations of widespread fraud. And then the... Uh, Which, Hasn't the been president proven of the... to be false yet. What's that? Um, which hasn't been proven to be false yet. True. And then the Senate president, uh, Karen Fan, she insists that uh, it's meant to restore trust in the system and influence potential changes to the law. Which is also valid. You know? Yeah. The only yeah, one who's not valid, valid is the to me is the political stunt. It's not a political yeah. stunt. Like... Nobody believes that this happened. Yeah. Like it's and not because okay. not because you know my favorite news guys told me. But because <laughs> there's all kinds of bits and pieces that make me feel like this is important. We need these uh, uh these these audits. We need them. We need you, to know. Okay. I'm going to play devil's advocate here for just a second. Um Say I'm on, I'm imagining I'm on the other side. All right. I'm saying that this election was safe, secure, but you don't think so. You think there's all kinds of fraud that whatever. Um, my first jump to is, okay, well, let me on. prove that there was no fraud. Yeah. Let me show you, hey, this is on the up and up. There's there's no there's no hunky yeah. hunky stuff in the back that's uh, throwing stuff in. No no no. Yes, there was some bad. There were some mistakes. Humans make mistakes. Okay, that's fine. But they should be small, minute. No big mistakes. Just small stuff. Exactly. Um, let's prove it. Mm-hmm. At the very least, let's prove it. Show that hey, they're small. They're itty bitty. You yeah. don't need to worry about them. Don't need to worry about it. Here's the, we're gonna do a full audit, and we'll see, and you'll see that it's totally fair. Yeah. No, instead, we're going to berate it. We're gonna fight it at every level, and you try don't to need stop to it. see what's behind the curtain. No, exactly. <laughs> and so, now one could argue, 
Well, that's because we don't want people going through and then altering it in the audit. True. And so I have this However, article. I have this article from uh, Newsmax. Now the author okay. is this dude named Bernard Carrick, who uh, doesn't seem like to doesn't seem to be a great guy. Uh, kind of a he was a uh, the commissioner of the police in New York. He did a stint on in um, Department of Homeland Security doing something. Um, there's multiple instances of him taking hundreds of thousands of dollars from rich people. And uh, he ended up going to jail for on like eight felony counts. And then Donald Trump uh, pardoned him in 2020. Okay. That sounds like a, a real stand-up dude. Yeah, I'm super stand-up. Being completely super facetious. But... He was in the police. He did work his way up through the police department to become the commissioner, right? And, okay. of course, much of that is political, but he also had to do his job. And so, yeah. in this article, per- in this particular article, he's coming with his knowledge of how police do things, right? Okay. And so he's, and he's talking about the procedures of the audit, all right? Now, all right. So you can, again, you can take this with a grain of salt. I am, because obviously, dude's not great. Yeah. But I he still found this interesting, and I think it's worth reading. Okay. And But, you know, because we try to be as factual as possible, you know, I thought that was important to discuss. So, uh... Cool. Let's go. Um... Jumping into the article a few paragraphs down. down uh, the Arizona audit is being run impeccably, utilizing security and surveillance procedures with a long-standing track record of effectiveness. To say that I was impressed after viewing the audit process for myself would be a massive understatement. I've spent decades working in security and law enforcement at the highest levels. True. And this is yeah. <laughs> you know, also in, in a somewhat corrupt manner, but whatever. And this is exactly the level of conscientiousness and attention to detail that I would demand for a sensitive or high-profile investigation. They're not trying to reinvent the wheel. They're using the same methods casinos have used for decades to catch cheaters. So that's interesting. It's common knowledge that casinos are exceptionally good at catching cheaters, and if anybody tries to pull a fast one during the Arizona audit, they face the same long odds of getting away with it. Before a person can even enter the premises... Their name must be on a pre-approved list. After winding their way through a maze of corridors, they arrive at a security checkpoint where their ID is checked. From that point forward, visitors are escorted at all times by audit personnel. After being briefed, visitors must forfeit cell phones, cameras, and any writing implements they might be carrying before they can be escorted to the audit floor. That's why the Democrats' claims of seeing auditors wielding blue and black pens are so implausible. On the Coliseum floor, the audit is conducted in several stages, each of which takes place in a designated area. The tables in each section are color-coded, and workers wear shirts with corresponding colors, making it easy for anyone to spot if someone strays from their assigned area. At every table, there is accountability and supervision, all of it live-streamed and viewable by the general public. I didn't know that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Just like in a casino where pit bosses keep a close eye on a relatively small section of tables... There is an audit supervisor responsible for groups of two to three tables. If any problems arise or anything appears to be even slightly amiss, the supervisor immediately steps in to address it. 
and just as casinos use high-resolution cameras in the ceiling to monitor every single table, the auditors in Arizona labor under the scrutiny of the state-of-the-art cameras positioned directly above each table. Every ballot reviewed by the auditors goes through st distinct stages. Oop, messed up my uh, camera. There we Stop go. Stop kicking the camera. Sorry. <laughs> Just trying to get comfortable. Um, starting with a simple count. One by one, ballots are placed on rotating stands in the middle of each table, and each one is viewed and counted by three separate people, whose independent tallies must line up. Each batch has 50 ballots, and once all of them are counted, they're boxed, sealed, and marked with the name of each counter, much like an evidence label. The box is then taken to a locked cage until it is ready for review at the next station. Next, the ballots undergo digital imagery examination, which is done at such a high resolution that it's almost better than reviewing the ballot itself, because you can zoom in without losing resolution. When I was there, one of the auditors showed me an example of a ballot that was flagged as suspicious because every single oval was filled out perfectly, without a single stray mark, something that would be easy for a machine to accomplish but is almost impossible to do by hand. After being imaged, the ballots are reboxed, a new tabulations page is attached, and the box is sent to a different cage. From that point on, the ballots are kept under lock and key with 24-7 video surveillance. If every state performed an audit like this one after every election, public faith in our democracy would be absolute and unshakable. You mean in our uh, republic, but whatever. Um, yeah. Thank um, you for that correction. I'm always doing that. Yeah, exactly. I like that I'm not the only one. No, we're not a democracy, and we don't want it. We're we, not. Have, we have elements of democracy. Yes. But we have voting. But we, are, we have you know, in uh, our democracy. We're not a democracy, and I don't want it to be a democracy. Neither do you. No, I don't. Nobody should. I'm, I'm talking to the audience. Yeah. Strong ones, so strong ones in the chat saying the election was perfect. Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> or right. I don't know. We'll find Wrong. out. We'll find out. So my question is this. Okay. They're obviously auditing the paper by the high-resolution cameras. Mm -hmm. They're uh, auditing to make sure uh, that it's not machines filling in the dots. Yep, they're auditing um, they um, audit chain-of-custody stuff as well. Okay, I, that was the other thing I was going to get to is yep. how do we know that uh, the ballots from this box weren't just dropped off by some schmo from who knows where to get thrown in with the rest. That's a great question. All filled in by random people. So I have this article. So I figured we, what we would, what we would um, look at now is uh, what we might expect in the drop on September 24th. So I have this article okay. from red state on July 17th, okay. 2021. All right. Okay, great. What do we got? Um, Okay, so, with the audit update briefing conducted by the Arizona Senate on Thursday, we are officially in uncharted territory as the unofficial reports of voter fraud in Maricopa County made during that hearing uh, uh, require some drastic action when officially confirmed by the auditors in their report. Think that is just some over-emotional hyperbole? Let's jump to the punchline and list a few of the bombshell disclosures from the hearing courtesy of Arizona Conservatives Take Action on Telegram. 
So there's a group called Arizona Conservatives Take Action. They posted this from their, from the hearing, uh, disclosures from the hearing on, uh, on a program called Telegram. If you haven't okay. heard of it, go look at it. <laughs> Strong one. Nothing crazy going on. Totally normal. Absolutely right. Yeah, this is completely... Pay, pay no attention to the and, man And, and all this stuff that I'm reading, completely normal. So, uh, highlights from Arizona Audit Senate hearing 715, July 15th. Um, hand count. Ballot duplication nightmare. It reads, Serial numbers are required to match the original and duplicated ballot. Thousands of ballots are either missing serial numbers or have unreadable serial numbers printed over a dark black ballot identification box. Ken Bennett stated that it's impossible to determine whether a ballot was duplicated more than once. Then it needs to be thrown out. Yep. Machine, and, well, and, and again, this is not in the official report, but this is from a, these are, this is a disclosure from a hearing, right? Got it. Machine okay. analysis. Inferior equipment verification process. Senator Peterson noticed, noted that if the EAC equipment verification process cannot handle evaluation by an audit, then we need a new certification procedure. Cybersecurity vulnerabilities, missing security event data, and suspicious logins. Ben Cotton of SciFear emphasized the critical need for router and Splunk log data. We saw that in the Yahoo News report. He gave four reasons. Yeah. One, <laughs> they have 1A, 2B, 3C, and 4D, so they're repetitive. One, the November election system breach reported by Maricopa County and the SOS. Two, extreme cybersecurity vulnerabilities. The last malware and operating system pa security patch update was in August 2019 when the Dominion software was originally installed. It would take less than 10 minutes to gain system-level access. Yeah. Three. Great. Security event data only goes back to February 5th, 21. By design, the security log only holds 20 megabytes of data. Strangely, on March 11th, 21, there were 37,646 queries for a blank password that had had the effect of overwriting the data prior to, two, to February 5th, 21. So, so somebody so, deleted a lot of stuff. Yeah, they, they overwrote a bunch of security event data. Four, suspicious anonymous logins. Cypher has found anonymous logins at the system level that do not follow the pattern of normal Windows behavior. Maricopa County is unable to validate the security of the election system. The evidence provided suggests that only Dominion is able to verify the ICP configuration. Cotton explains that it's impossible to validate the security of an election system if you cannot independently validate the configuration. Cypher needs the authentication fobs held by Dominion to check ICP configuration. And I'm sure Dominion will be most forthcoming with that. Oh, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they will, since they were suing everybody under the sun for defamation. Yeah. Paper analysis. Ballot calibration was off by an average of 1,000% in some batches, leading to bleed-through, which can cause overvotes or inaccurate vote attribution. The county has stated that they use thick, vote-secure paper, which should limit bleed-through in the event of miscalibration. However, the Cyber Ninjas team found a large number of ballots on very thin paper stock. 
The ballots printed on demand at the voting centers on election day have the worst calibration issues. More than 168,000 ballots were affected. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's great. That's that's really not good. Yeah. Um, so was, does that mean that it's the wrong type of paper? Yeah, yeah. And if so, so would that mean that they don't count? Or they, at the, yeah, at the very least, they don't, they need to be rescanned with proper ballot calibration, right? Yeah. You're having a thousand percent failure. Well, yeah, it's a lot off, of failure. It's off by a thousand percent. An average of oh. a, an average of a thousand percent. Of a thousand percent. So it could be even more than that. Yeah. Which. So basically, it's over scanning by upwards of a thousand percent. <laughs> okay. Okay. Voter rolls. Voter roll anomalies affect more than 107,000 ballots. Doug Logan highly recommends canvassing based on the data his team has reviewed. For example, one, there are 74,243 mail-in ballots with no clear record of being sent out. Yeah. Two, 11,326 people who voted do not show up on the November 7th voter rolls, but are listed in the December 4th database. Three, 3,981 people who voted on election day were registered after October 15th, which is a violation of state law. Four, Correct. approximately 18,000 people voted on election day, but were subsequently removed from the rolls. And then lastly, envelopes. Okay. Maricopa, Maricopa County did not turn over images of the envelopes as requested in the January subpoena. Um, the, the hearing yeah, concluded with a review of the 17 missing items needed to complete the audit. audit. Many of them already subpoenaed, including router data, Splunk logs, hardware tokens, envelope images, chain of custody documentation, and all portable media. Senator Fan stated that the Senate will likely have to go back to court to enforce the subpoena and retrieve the remaining items. So, uh, I mean, you know, maybe this is all garbage. This was, this was in a hearing in front of the, yeah. in front of the Senate, I believe. Of Arizona, yeah, in front of the Arizona Senate on Thursday, uh, July 15th, I believe. Yep, that's uh, that's that's big deal, that's big deal stuff. That's a lot of things, a lot of things that can go wrong with that. If let's just say two of those things, two were turned over and found out to be false. Say the say the eighteen thousand people that were thrown out, all of them Trump supporters. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? The elections flipped. Yeah, he only won Just by ten thousand votes in Arizona. Yeah, he only won by well, ten thousand votes. And they, yeah, crazy. Didn't they say that there was something like eleven thousand people that were dead that voted? That, well, I think it was 11,000 that were not on voter rolls, yeah. Yeah, 11,000 were not on voter voter rolls, but just showed up by December December 4th, wasn't it? Well, there was two there was two separate things. There was ones okay. that were not on November, but then showed up in December, and then others that just weren't on the rolls at all. And then just, but, but they, they But they voted. Yeah. So, 
yeah. that right there throws the election mm-hmm. for that state. I mean, even if not all of them go Trump, some of them go Biden, that sure. still throws the election for that state. Definitely. And then, and we all know about the Michigan spike, right? Yeah. The overnight 4.30 a.m. spike that just uh, statistically doesn't happen. It's impossible to happen. Yeah. You cannot have a spike like that unless you get a massive data dump, mm-hmm. which... A, a massively one-sided data dump. Yeah. Which it's is unlikely. Kind of like California. Which is unlikely naturally. Anyway, yes. but um, I, I don't know if you remember a, f- a couple months back, uh, we got reports that Michigan was doing a forensic audit. Yeah. It's not true. Not true? No, they're not doing they're... a forensic audit. Now, multiple lawmakers in Michigan have called for it. Yes. They've called for it, but so far it's not happening. Let me guess. The governor's putting a kibosh on it as hard as she can. I haven't heard. I haven't seen that. They're just I, all I see is that they're calling for it, and that. Um, but then that the the uh, who was it? Um, like the secretary of the state or something like that. Um, let's see. Sorry. That's all right. Either way, is like one 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 bureaucrat, basically one of the one of the bureaucrats who I guess would be in charge of something like an audit, maybe like you know, the election supervisor or you know, um, the state. You know, state election supervisors. I, I can't remember exactly the uh, the person has said. You know, there's no plans for that. That's not happening. We did everything. We 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 did our audit. You know, and we're done. There's no plans for any audit. future audits. But multiple state you know state uh, lawmakers are calling for it. And the same thing in Was- uh, Wisconsin. No audit being scheduled so far but there, there was a rally um, like a week ago mm-hmm. and thousands of people showed up to call for a, a forensic audit like the one in Arizona and the uh, the speaker of the house I think uh, let me let me look that up well did um, you hear about the uh, rally that's supposed to be happening in Washington DC again I think it's supposed to be next week yeah, the Wisconsin House Speaker has reversed course and is uh, calling for a forensic audit as well. Um, Great. Yeah. Come on. Robin, Robin Voss. Take Arizona's ideas mm-hmm. and duplicate it yeah, in Wisconsin and see how, what, the, I mean, see how that goes. Yeah, that's what we need. What were you saying about a rally? So, um, supposedly there's a huge super right wing rally that's supposed to be happening, I think next week in Washington, DC. Uh, they actually, you know, do you remember the fencing that they put up around yeah, the white house? And stuff? Yeah. That's all back up again. But uh, supposedly being manned again. 
supposedly like I was listening to Steven Crowder this this morning and he was saying yeah we don't know anybody that's going to this thing we didn't even know about it I didn't know about it yeah and I don't think anybody knows about it it they're calling it an alt-right rally yeah first off well CNN MSNBC and uh, ABC are calling it alt-right yeah they they are calling it an alt-right rally Okay. They. Yeah. Um, I. I. The machine. I've not heard anything. I. I usually have my ear to the ground for a, a lot of this stuff, and I haven't heard Heidner hair of it. Yeah. Neither has Crowder. Um, who Who else was saying? Uh, I think uh, um, yeah. Elijah Schaefer on the Blaze said the same. Said something yep. similar. Um, and. Um. um Oh, what's his name that uh, we like to talk about who's, I wouldn't say he's conservative. Alex Jones? But no, no, Alex Jones. Actually, him I could actually see being the speaker for something like that. Yeah. <laughs> did, you see, did you see him take the medication? Mm-mm. The, the um, deworming medication? The ivermectin? Yeah, he actually took it on his show. He's like, watch this. At the beginning of the show, I was like, all right, if things go really wrong, it's going to happen live. <laughs> Nothing happened. Yeah, of course not. It's it's approved for, for use by humans. Yeah. Now, it, it's it's, it's it mostly an, an other parasitic type um, function, you know, uh, cases. Yeah. But, uh, but it's definitely... There's a, there's there is a horse version and there's a human version, correct. And all the the, the all these douchebags claiming horse crap is probably gonna kick get us, you know, taken down from YouTube again. Are are they're full of crap probably. now? Yeah. You know, obviously the CDC is arguing against it being used in COVID, but I I, I don't know what it could be helpful in fighting COVID. However, there's, there's kind, other medications there's, that that um, there's like there's uh, all kinds of use, well there's all kinds of we, medific- medications okay that doctors mm-hmm. prescribe for off-label use all the time sure all yeah. the time okay well so this what isn't was something the new blue pill originally used for what was it Viagra yeah, yeah. it was originally used for heart medication <laughs> it was to help help regulate heart. Uh, heart arrhythmia. Mm. Well, guess what? They found out that every time the guys take it, um, something else happens. Swing. Mm. <laughs> and all of a sudden they went, hey, we can make some money here. Yeah. A lot of money. A lot of money. And but Pfizer has some, there banked are some. because of a mistake. There are some, and I'm not saying that I'm one of them. Um, there are some that argue that the reason why they come down so hard on things like the horse medicine and the hydro medicine from earlier in the pandemic. Yes. It's because uh, the vaccine is still under emergency use authorization and emergency use authorization only goes in effect if there's no other viable treatment. 
Yes. Keyword there, treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, what are hospitals doing to treat COVID patients? I don't know. Does anyone know? No, not all, really. The only thing I've all the only thing I've heard is they gave give them cough medicine and strap them up with oxygen. That's the only thing I've heard. Yeah. Mm, Basically, yeah. Anything else other than some experimental drugs that uh, have some pretty serious side effects? Or, yeah. No, the the and vaccines aren't a treatment. They're a preventative measure. No. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's all. Again, we we're straying from the uh, the Arizona deal, but uh Sorry. No, no. I mean, it's but worth it saying. Right back to it. But uh, you were you were gonna mention another person, and we got off on Alex Jones. Oh, um, dog on it! In I regards lost my to the rally, thought on that. In regards to the rally that nobody's heard of. Yes, um, uh, Tim Tim um, uh, Tim Pool. Tim Pool. Yeah, he said he he hasn't heard anything about it either. Yeah. So interesting. This rally that's being invented, I think it's completely invented by the uh, media. Yeah, some they're 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 creating a boogeyman. I think so. Kind of like what the FBI do on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you heard Create about this? This, this one, so they can stop something. What's What's this one case where they, there were twelve of the fourteen participants were FBI agents. Mm-hmm. Was this related yeah. to the, the Capitol alliance? I have no idea. I can't remember. I, I don't know if it was part of that. But <laughs> just they're creating stuff so they can stop it, so they can guarantee that, hey, we're controlling all sides of it. Oh, uh, you know the Larry Nasser case? You know who that is? No, I've not heard he's of Larry the, Nasser. He's the doctor who was molesting all the U.S. gymnasts on the Olympics oh. team. Oh, so yeah. they, they are having the hearings, and um, um, one of the one of the gymnasts was testifying, and she uh, she testified that she gave a statement that she, um, she was interviewed by the FBI. They heard her and did nothing. Oh, okay. They took her. They took the details and just. Never did anything with it. Sounds like the Parkland shooting. Sounds like a lot of FBI garbage. The FBI is not... The FBI is on the side of the elites. Well, they're, they're, uh, they're on the side of how, how can I boost my career instead of how can I stop bad guys from doing bad things. Yeah. Well, I mean... That's what they're there for. To stop federal bad guys from doing bad things everywhere in the United States. They're the only ones that can travel. How does a federal, how does a, how does a federal government police itself? It doesn't. It doesn't. Are you kidding me? A federal government doesn't never looks at itself. That's why we need a very, very weak federal government. If we need a federal government at all. Mm, I'm leaning more and more to whatever it's in, Directly in the Constitution, that's it. No more. Sure. No more. Sure. But 
let me just put this out there. It's a little thought experiment. All right. Constitution's kind of illegitimate. Constitution it's was been illegitimate for quite a while. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about because nobody follows it. I'm talking about in okay. its origin. Because how so? Well, the we had we had a government. It was called the Articles of Confederation, and we've been told right. that it was so weak that nothing could get done. Blah blah blah. But isn't that what we want—a weak federal government? But instead, yeah. a group of men secretly conspired to overthrow the Articles of the Confederation and came up with the Constitution. Right? And the Constitution's pretty good. No. Yeah, that's what they did. They swore each other to secrecy. I haven't heard this one. This is what happened. They came together. Uh swore each other to secrecy and conspired to basically overthrow the Articles of Confederation and install a new system of government in the Constitution. And again, the Constitution is pretty great. Pretty great. The, but perhaps the, way I... the Articles of Confederation was even better. Again, just a thought experiment. I'm not... This is not a conspiracy. This is him and I hashing out different ideas. Yes. So the way I understand what happened, and I'm not going about this willy-nilly. I've read several books about this, studied it quite a bit. Um, the Articles of Confederation were put forth by not the Senate or the House, but by the precursors of the... Um, the colonies. Yeah, essentially the colonies coming together, the Continental Congress, to make a kind of, we're going to work together, this is how we're going to do it. That's what the, Mm -hmm. uh, that was going to, what it was going to be. These were the articles by which the colonies would be confederated. Correct, to to bring them together. And um, it was never meant to be a unifying all-encompassing constitution. It was just meant as, while we're fighting this battle, this is how we work together. And so for eight years, while they fought fought England, that's what they operated under. And then after the war was done, they continued with that until the constitution was ratified. And the federal government was created as well as the state governments were created. And each state created their own constitution that's well they definitely did but they did meet in secret and they did swear each other to secrecy and it was because the articles of confederation made the federal government too weak it was it was and so and what we've been told what we've been told, and I, my, I question who's been telling us this. What we've been told is that the yeah, Articles of, of, of Confederation were so weak that nothing could be done, and all it did was create a bunch of problems. But the more and more, yeah, I, the more and more I see it, a strong, you know, it's the federal government that makes problems. Yes, and so a In week, a lot of ways. I think a week. 
the the story of a weak federal government being a problem is probably a myth. The problems that the Confederation caused by my studies is this. Um, in order for us to fight England, we had to have money, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in order to get that money, we had to take out loans from Denmark uh, and France. Yes. Uh, that was extraordinarily difficult because the, we really weren't, we didn't really have a government. We had a collection of people and colonies. So each colony could go and get funds, but not a group as a colony under the Confederation. Yeah. So Pennsylvania was getting funds from France. Um, Virginia was getting funds from Denmark. Uh, New York was getting funds from uh, Portugal. It was just a mix match of where can we get funds from. Okay. That's when Thomas Jefferson stepped in to help uh, Benjamin Franklin over in France to kind of go, hey, we're actually con- uh, confederated states. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're brought together. This is what we're going to be. And that's how he helped convince the king to give us the funds that we needed to help continue fighting. And then yeah, he also. That was went to all Denmark. during the war. That's all during the war. And it looks yes. like the Articles of Confederation fixed that problem. No, they didn't. The Articles of Confederation... The Articles of Confederation are are the articles by which the states are confederated. And so... Yes. So then... But the promise to both of those countries was that the states would then unify under a stronger stronger unity other than a loose-knit confederation. That we would actually create a federal government. The people giving us the money cared. Yeah. But we already got their and money then, and we won the war. That's not a problem anymore. I mean, we just have to pay back the money, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Done. We'll do that. <laughs> yeah. That's That doesn't seem then, like a problem with the Articles of Confederation to me. Then it came down to, okay, we won the war. Mm-hmm. Now, who pays back how much and in what percentage? Yeah, so we work that out. They couldn't. <laughs> because of the Confederation and the way that we got the money, they yeah. couldn't figure so out we, how much What we needed was a stronger overlord. What we needed was a stronger overlord to force people to, rather than coming up with a, 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 a consensual agreement by all parties. Correct. Cool. Yeah. Which would make a lot more sense. So again, but that's not the way groups of men think. So they want to pay as little as possible. Of course. And of course they do. Uh, make everybody else pay the bigger portion. Of course. That's why we have to come to an agreement rather than make a nanny that will beat us into submission. You think so? But unfortunately. That nanny is usually what works yeah. best. Oh, no, for sure. It does work best. It's just wrong. Well, I shouldn't say best. Most efficiently. Because yes. it's not always best. It's usually just most efficient. Um, At least in, in cases like this, yes. Yeah, in cases like that. 
Uh, Either way. I'm going to have to do some more research on this because that, that really does sound interesting. All right, well, I'm glad I could interest you. I hope the rest of the audience was interested. Um, it's kind of fun. It's a nice thought practice. Yeah, yeah. You've been watching... Not a conspiracy. <laughs> you've been watching Plausible Foolishness, home of the Rube Empire, where the people are free, the taxes are voluntary, and we serve freshly roasted liberal logic every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday right here on twitch.tv slash Plausible Foolishness, YouTube, Facebook Live, anywhere you can get a podcast, Rumble, Instagram, and Minds.com. Hope you enjoyed the show. Please like, share, subscribe, and share. Also, if you could share with your friends oh, and your did, family, that hey, would be great. Make sure you remind them to share. Oh, yeah. Hey, um, if you could, please share. Yes. Peace out. Later, guys.